Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. We're your hosts, Sammy and Danny. And in today's episode, we are going to be covering how to set yourself up for a successful contest prep in regards to health, your finances and everything else um, to ensure that you have the most successful competitive season that you possibly can whilst keeping your health intact. So the first thing we will discuss is what you should have in place before you actually start a prep. So as Danny just mentioned, some of the things are your finances, your support network, your health. So we'll first start with finance. Um, Competing is not a cheap sport. And a lot of people think that you make lots of money from competing when in reality, all you do is pay for things. And there's so many things that require you to, um, like you need to pay for, such as uh, your bikini, for example, just to start with that. Um, We both highly recommend that you get a coach. And if you get a good coach, a lot of them are not cheap. Um, What else is there? Tan, hair, makeup, entry fees membership fees the list is literally endless and it can cost thousands of pounds plus you've got to pay for your own travel your accommodation um there is literally so much that you have to pay for um and it really really does add up there are ways to reduce the cost by like getting sponsorships and things like that but most more likely than not that won't happen until you've been competing for a few years and you've already invested a lot of money those are just the things um, that you pay for on the actual day. But just from getting from the start to the actual competition day, there's so many things that you need to pay for, like food, even just like food prep and stuff, like yeah. buying all that stuff. Um, not that and, if you're, and if you're worrying about money through your prep, it's only going to create extra unnecessary stress, which is not going to help you lose body fat. It's not going to help you and produce the best end product in terms of your physique so make sure you have your finances under control before you enter a contest prep and you'll make the process so much more easy so much easier and that that also kind of ties into like your job so if you let's just say that you're i don't know self-employed or something and you're just setting up your business like there's going to be so much stuff that you're going to have to do and commit to your job how are you going to find time to do all your cardio, to do all your training and still to manage your stress? So you want to make sure that with your job, you're in a position, in a secure position where you don't need to stress about that. Yeah. Have a lot less time. When you're in prep, you're going to have a lot less time. Yeah. So make sure you, you minimize stress as much as physically possible um, by making sure that your organization is on point. You've got a regular work schedule. You know when you're training. You know when you've got to eat. You're preparing your meals in advance. All of this stuff will make prep a lot easier. Um, and, you know, finance is one of those stresses which needs to be controlled ultimately. Yeah, exactly. And, like, as you get deeper into prep, it's not going to get better. Like, things are going to actually get harder. So... Yeah, if you're starting off in a position where you can't really manage everything, like you're not going to be able to do it towards the end. Yeah. Um, and then that leads us into your support network. So the people who you're surrounded by, um, including your coach, you need to make sure that those people are supportive of what you're doing and they understand that. Because unfortunately, 
bodybuilding is the kind of sport that a lot of people don't understand like the amount of times i'm sure danny you've been in the same situation like you go to like some family event and they question why you're eat, you're not eating the food like why are you counting stuff like i've had family members think i have like some eating disorder from counting everything yeah you just want to be surrounded by people who understand what you're doing and you know they're still going to be there for you yeah and i'm fortunate enough now that i'm surrounded by or i've surrounded myself by people who um i i have a really good friendship with i have a really good relationship with they support what i do they completely understand it but i have been in a position where i've been surrounded by people who didn't get it and didn't support me and it honestly makes the world of a difference it makes your whole the whole experience your whole life so much more positive and more enjoyable when you're surrounded by people that support you and you're going to see so much more progress that way it honestly makes the biggest difference um, and I've been in both situations so I can honestly say like how much of a, an impact it's had on my entire life not even just competing having people around you who support you make everything so much more positive definitely because when you're not, sometimes you start to question yourself. Like I've I've had this situation before. You start to question, like, um, is what I'm doing right? Like maybe I'm being a bit too selfish or something. But like, no, that's not how it should be. Yeah. Uh, and also your health. So that is a really important place to have everything under control. Because again, once you get into the deeper stages of prep, your health isn't going to get better. Yeah. You're gonna, it's going to actually be compromised. So you want it for females, you want to make sure your menstrual cycle is in a good place and you're having it regular. Um, you want to make sure your stress is un under control because obviously that contributes to your health. And on the menstrual cycle point, remember guys, if you are on hormonal contraception, you may get a bleed, but that doesn't mean you necessarily have a regular menstrual cycle because the bleed you get from hormonal contraception is a withdrawal bleed. It's not a natural bleed. So be aware of that and maybe get your hormones checked in other ways if you are on hormonal contraception or potentially consider coming off it before you start a contest prep so that you can actually keep a track on whether you do have a natural menstrual cycle or not. Yeah, and definitely prep isn't something to rush into. So, you know, if your sleep isn't great, um, we've spoken about this before, but you have like issues with eating. So like either an eating disorder or you just don't have a structure to anything. Um, you know, getting into contest prep and thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be in a prep now, so everything is going to be really like strict and I have everything planned out. Like it might for a week, you might be able to stick to it. But then after that week, you'll just be like, well, this isn't me. So those habits need to be in place before you actually commit to a prep. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I would say that I'm personally um, someone who's done that before where I thought, oh, right, this is my first prep. I was like, oh, right, okay, I'm going to start prep. So everything's going to be really strict and stuff. I was really struggling the first month because I was just like, this isn't what I'm used to. So just to cut all of that out and all that stress, you know, start building this in your off season or before well, you start a prep. Yeah, yeah start so building the habits. And sometimes people can even mask trouble with eating throughout an entire prep like they think they've got it under control because they've got the pressure of the show date and like they can actually 
they can control everything through the entire prep and then when it comes to post-show that's where those issues then arise they come back and sometimes they're even worse because prep just masks the issue it doesn't fix the issue so you do need to make sure you address those issues before you even consider entering a contest prep or even any other fat loss phase for that matter yeah, and like the only real difference when you go into prep should just be you're on less food. You know, there shouldn't be like this, oh, that's it, now I'm doing this, this and that because like that's not right. So yeah, make sure that you have that under control. I saw a really good post actually, Sammy, which emphasises the point you just said. Um, it was actually by Andy, so Art Nutrition on Instagram. He put like, he was t- typing about how so many people fuck their prep up before they even enter a prep because they think, oh my God, like I've got two weeks left until I start prep. So they start going out for meals. They start eating shit. They basically eat a massive excess of calories, which then means they, they actually need another few weeks of prep to get into the necessary condition because you've just eaten a surplus of calories for a good few weeks. They basically had something called the last supper. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for like two weeks because they think shit preps around the corner. I've only got two weeks left to eat what I want. So they then go on some crazy like rampage. <laughs> yeah, but all of that adds up. So yeah, those are the main things that you should have in place before you even consider starting a prep. Because like we said, it's not going to get easier. Um, Another thing I think is worth mentioning as well is if you have any injuries, that's another thing to make sure that you get sorted before you enter a prep. Because when you're in a calorie deficit, it's going to be much harder for you to recover from any injuries than when you're in a surplus. So get it sorted beforehand. Otherwise, it's not going to fix itself through prep. When you're adding more stress, you're, you know, your training is on point every single day. You've got to be there. You can't miss sessions. You're doing excess cardio. Your calories are lower. You're not going to recover from injuries during that period of time. Yeah. Yeah, so really any issues you have, like in anything, they should not be there. Because you're not, like, if you want to be your best, you shouldn't have to have all of that because you're just going to be focusing on the issues rather than the actual prep. Yeah. Uh, This leads us to how to plan your season for the best end product. So how to plan the actual competitive season. So now that you're in prep, what's the next step? How do you plan your show's how to if you're let's say competing at the start of the year but then the finals are at the end of the year how to manage all of that so we've actually mentioned this in one of the previous episodes but ideally if you are uh, planning to do let's say um, a qualifier and the finals you want to try and plan them close together because it's a lot harder especially if it's your first season because it's a lot harder to get ready for competition at the start of the year, then have to do like a mini improvement season and then go back into prep to do the finals. Yeah, and it just means it also takes time from your improvement season. So time that you could have been developing muscle tissue, developing good habits, building up your calories nice and high. It takes time away from that period. So the end products technically isn't really going to be your best then in comparison to if you just spent longer in your improvement season and just waited and started prep a little bit later. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. The only reason I would potentially say to a client, yeah, maybe do a show a bit earlier is if they had a holiday or something that they had to work around, which meant that they couldn't do a later qualifier. Um, or if they didn't want to get to the British finals, if that wasn't their goal, then yeah, go for a, an earlier show. But if you want to get to the British and you want to do well at the British, I agree with Sammy and you should probably choose a later show. You're going to produce a better end product that way. Um, and you're going to be healthier because you won't have to have spent quite a, a longer of a period close to stage lean and on very low calories and high cardio. Yeah, exactly. And another thing to add, like when it comes to things like prep, like ideally you don't want to be going away during your prep, like traveling or have holidays booked because it's just going to add more stress to you. Yeah. Um, so if you do have, let's say like a holiday planned, um, in the in the middle of your let's say like in june and the finals are in october yeah you could do potentially competition in april and then go away it won't be so detrimental because you are already in shape so you can kind of maintain it um but ideally you don't want to have that scenario or i would potentially consider with a client planning it as a diet break so if i knew they had a holiday or like a wedding or a really important social occasion just plan that period of time at maintenance rather than trying to diet through it and causing more stress plan it as a week at maintenance um and it'll probably be be quite beneficial mentally to do it that way as well because when they get back they'll be ready to kind of hit the ground running and push a little bit harder so plan things like that in when necessary. Just try not to take the piss with them um, or have them too close to a show because, you know, at the dog end of diet, you don't really want to be going on holiday and eating um, loads of untracked food, which you can't control, which could have a big effect on your body composition, your calorie intake, etc. Yeah. And then to add to how to plan it, um, if you have like let's say a really long season where there's the finals but then if you place well at the finals something like AJ I think did where he then qualified for the worlds so that even that extends it even longer um that just gives you more of a reason to do a later show yeah because otherwise like what I ran into for example by September finals were in October I've been dieting for nine months and I just couldn't do it anymore yeah especially if it's your first time competing um and you know you probably don't know what it's like to be dieting for nine months you think oh it should be okay because i see people doing it like to be honest it's not so yeah i would say maybe first show get get kind of like a sense of what it's like plan your shows together and then once you know what it's like next season you can think right i remember what it's like maybe i can try planet slightly different and going back to to health as well you've got to take into account health when you're planning your season out because remember a lot of people do lose their menstrual cycle during a contest prep and they experience other short-term detriments to their health and the longer you spend in that period of time where you are experiencing those detriments to your health, for example, going without your menstrual cycle, the longer you go without it, the longer it usually takes to get back and the harder it is to get back. So the longer you are in a compromised state of health, 
the worse the effects of that are going to be long term, basically. So you want to try and minimise the amount of time you're spending in that compromised position of health, basically, when you're close to stage lean, because your body does not want to be close to stage lean. <laughs> yeah. And the reason, like, um, people listening, you might think, like, why is it so bad to lose your menstrual cycle? It's actually good because then I don't have this inconvenience. I actually used to think that. I thought, oh, I don't have my period. Yes, I don't have to worry about it. But in reality, there's so many issues that you get. One of them is bone density, which goes down. That's not good, obviously. Um, like Danny said, getting the menstrual cycle back. So if, you, if you're, let's say, like, you know, in the next few years, you want to have a child and you're competing, well, you're basically in a position where you're infertile and you want to make sure that you get to a position where you can actually have kids again. Yeah. Um, and when you're in a position of low energy availability, you're at a much greater risk of suffering from other deficiencies as well. Um, yeah. So you just don't want to be in that state for a prolonged period of time. Like there's, a, there's a reason why naturally females have periods. So why would you put yourself in a position where you don't have one? Um, yeah, so that's probably the main things to consider when planning your, um, your season. Also, now, an interesting thing, Sammy, which I wanted to talk to you, you about. So me and AJ were discussing the other day um, the pros and cons of setting an exact competition date in comparison yeah. to like having a few shows in mind and just seeing when you're ready. That is yeah. potentially something to consider so that you're not like kind of you're not com one, you're not competing when you're not ready. And two, you're not kind of doing extreme unnecessary things close to a show just because you think I've got to be ready for that date therefore I will do anything to get there you could potentially just pick a later show so yeah. there's two different options you could either pick a lot of people do pick an exact show and they're like I'm going to compete on the 28th of July at the PCA Norwich or whatever it is yeah. in comparison to that you could just set a time frame or like a selection of shows to aim for and see when you're ready and there's pros and cons of each because if you have an exact show day obviously it's very motivating being like I'm four weeks out I've got four weeks left but yeah. with some people I think it would potentially be beneficial to, to select a bunch of shows and compete when they're actually ready because like I said it will mean that less extreme measures are taken to get to a show potentially and the client might be might wait until they're actually ready to compete so a better end product yeah exactly and my my personal view i think if it's your first time competing and getting lean you don't know how your body is going to respond like a lot of people think right i'm going to put myself in a deficit where i'm losing a pound a week well, to be honest, that's not how it works, especially with females and like fluctuating scale weight, this and that, hormones. So really the best thing, like Danny said, is just to set yourself a time frame. But again, when you're trying to, you know, book all your stuff, like invite family members, especially if they live abroad or whatever, it's really difficult to be yeah. able to just, you know, have a time frame. But I think it's really important to be flexible because yeah. you're just going to add stress like let's say like Danny said you're four weeks out and you're just like I'm not going to be ready in four weeks and then you have to do extreme measures that are actually going to make it harder for you after that show to potentially like do the finals or whatever um 
So yeah, I think I'm a bigger fan of having a time frame as opposed to like an actual yeah. show. Or at least being willing to change the date if necessary, like you said. So if you're not ready for a show, you know, there's the stage is always going to be there. There's always different shows. So don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself to do one particular show and to be ready for a certain date. Like you're not a wuss for changing your show date. So don't feel like that. Don't feel like a failure for just, you know, changing the date you're stepping on stage. You're, you're not failing at prep. You're just changing the timeline. Especially if you want to bring your bets, you know, like, yeah. What's um, right. And after your show, once you've competed, whether that be your finals, you've competed after the finals and you're setting yourself up for your next competitive season, or whether it's you've done a qualifier and then you have your finals coming up. Sometimes things don't go right post-show, and usually that happens either you don't have something in place, like you don't know what you're going to do, or you rebound. So you don't stick to the protocol that you had planned for yourself. What is the best thing to do? Um, so I've actually had this, and... I spoke to AJ about what to do actually when this happened, but I had a really bad rebound post my first show. And a lot of this was down to, I think I was uh, dieting for so long. I just couldn't control myself. And you know, post show is a time when you think, Oh yeah, I can eat this and that. Like I'm not going to gain loads of weight, but what ends up happening is you actually, your body's a sponge. So the best thing to do, if you've already gained like some body fat is to just maintain do maintenance why if you go back into deficit well first of all your body has just gone through a period of dieting so it has diet fatigue accumulated how are you going to go back into deficit not only will you keep going off plan because you just mentally can't stick to deficit but hormonally i think your body will just not want to do that yeah um so the best thing to do is just sit at maintenance and be consistent because then your body will slowly the composition will change um depending on how how bad it's gone i'd say if someone because a lot of people will get the impression that if they've put on a little bit of scale weight they should be just going to maintenance i think you need to remember that post-show you do need to put on a little bit of scale weight you need to put on a little bit of body fat it's not healthy to maintain stage lean so putting on a few pounds is okay carry on your improvement season go into a surplus it will feel normal eventually you just have to try and get your head around it and switch your mindset towards um hypertrophy basically gaining muscle tissue as opposed to losing body fat because for a period of like what six eight months you've been watching your scale weight go down every day you've been getting leaner in the mirror every week it's hard to switch your mindset and it's okay to gain a few pounds post-show that's normal you should do that what sammy's referring to is if things get a little bit too out of control and you gain um an excessive amount of body fat but this is where I'd say make sure you have a coach because they can advise you as to whether the amount of body fat you've gained is excessive or not, because you're not going to be a very good judge of that yourself. And you want to make sure that you're with a coach who, if you are struggling post-show, and this may happen, especially if you just competed for the first time, someone you can just be open with and say, look, you know what? 
I can't stick to this plan. Like I'm having loads of issues because then they can help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and also there isn't like a specific amount that's like, cause a lot of people ask, Oh, what's the right amount of body fat to gain post show? Like the thing is, it's different for everyone and everyone's body is going to react differently. Um, I just think as long as you're being in control of it, you know, and just see how your body, how you feel. It depends on all of, a lot of things. How you feel, how you're looking, your performance in the gym. Um, and you need to, like Danny said, you need to switch your mindset towards being a performance athlete as opposed to physique athlete. And there's no, there's no one size fits all correct approach to post show either. There's no right or wrong. You've got to find a method that suits you as an individual, which makes you happy, which increases your energy levels, makes you feel a little bit more normal again. Like you increase your body fat gradually, but there's like some people prefer a bit of a reverse diet. Some people to prefer to bump their calories straight up by a fairly large amount at first especially if they're prone to binging um, and then go from there some people just like to have a bit of a break from tracking there's no right or wrong like don't feel bad for taking a certain approach when somebody else is doing something else some people need to be a bit more slow and steady with their post-show approach some people can be a bit more aggressive and they're fine with that it just depends on you as an individual and your coach should help you decide which is best for you um and i think another thing to consider is if you're competing again later in the season you need to be very controlled with your approach to post-show because you've got another show coming up you can't go on some kind of free-for-all if you're competing again three weeks later also um if you if you let's say you just did the finals and you want to compete next season so you don't want to take a year out that's another place where you have to be really careful uh with how much body fat you put on because if you put on loads of body fat you're just going to make it harder for yourself um so yeah if you have any like holidays planned this is the thing right i think it's nice to go on holiday post show but the issue is what i've seen happen with people you go away on holiday, again, me being one of those people, and you just gain loads of weight on that holiday because you're, you haven't given your body some time to adjust after your show. So it's, it's a really tricky situation. You know? But then again, that's another situation where everyone's different because I went on holiday post-show and I maintained where I was, like literally maintained everything yeah. because my energy expenditure was quite high whilst I was on holiday. And yeah. it was just yeah. such a stress relief that I kind of like dropped a little bit of water retention and actually felt just as tight when I came back. Um, because yeah, like I said, my energy expenditure was high. I didn't go like balls out crazy with my food intake. I ate what I wanted, but, um, my energy balance was pretty much at maintenance. So I, I guess it depends what you were doing leading up to that show. Yeah. If you were doing like 20,000 steps, like one hour on the stairmaster, all that kind of stuff, obviously you're going to have a, a bit more of a struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it depends on your mentality as well, like what you're like yeah. and how you handle food. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it, it completely depends on you as an individual. There's no like right or wrong with that again. 
And post-show, I think another thing to recognise is post-show, you need to switch your focus from your body composition to like other areas of life. You know, there's more to life than nutrition and training. And sometimes you've just got to switch your focus and recognise what your new goals and new values are and work towards them rather than trying to cling on to um, your identity as a competitor and your phys- your stage lean physique because that's not you and you know people those who really care about you they care about you for other reasons not just because you're a competitor and you're stage lean so switch your values focus on some new goals and I um, think that when you do that when it comes to the time to actually competing or doing your prep you'll be so much more focused and ready to go whereas if you've been trying to maintain that same kind of you know lifestyle being like super strict and not allowing yourself um to have like a social life and focus on other aspects you're gonna really struggle because you're just gonna be like well i've just been doing the same thing for the past like two years and now i have to do a prep yeah and post-show one of the goals i think everyone should have is to focus on your health because you have just been in a state of compromised health um, and you need to try and regain things like your menstrual cycle and good hormone health get your stress under control prioritize sleep and recovery your focus should switch to those things and that's a great thing to focus on post-show and it's something everybody should and I don't think you should then re-enter a deficit until you have your health markers in a good place yeah yeah um and also this this is like a bit of a side thing but if you're someone who uh, wants to compete um but you've always been someone who carries a lot more body fat i think something that's really important is to first maintain your body fat at a lower body fat percentage because if you go from kind of one extreme to the other chances are your body's just going to fight you and want to go back up to what it used to be. Um, So it's just really important to spend some time, I think, maintaining closer to a lower body fat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If you're comfortable doing so. If it feels like some people through their improvement season, they just... They find it a slog to try and maintain a lower body fat percentage. And for them, like, fair enough. Go to where you're comfortable and where you function well and where you're happy. Um, But like Sammy said, I agree that it is beneficial to be at a moderate body fat percentage, especially if you know you're going to be competing again in the near future and you've got to get back down to stage lean because you're only going to make your prep an absolute mission (laughs) if you're ridiculously high above your stage weight it's it is hard but the thing is like think about it the longer you spend prepping and in a deficit like to be honest your body is going to look worse because think about it you won't be able to have the same performance in the gym your body's just going to be tired you're going to start losing focus towards the end so kind of leads us back to like uh what's the right um starting position just make that you're at a like at a place where you don't have to do crazy stuff because it's just not worth it. So when it comes to competing, um, a lot of people I think these days compete year on year, 
And although it's nice to kind of, you know, be in the scene all the time and competing, um, Danny and I have actually both taken a year. How long has it now been? Two years? Almost. No, it'll be two years when we compete again. When I compete again, I think it'll have been about 18 months that yeah. I've actually had in an improvement season, like before starting prep. You know what I mean? So it will have been about, God, two years that I'll have stepped on stage, but away from prep itself, I'll have had a full, like, 18 months, maybe longer. And the benefit of this, obviously, other than health, is your mentality. So I think if you can commit to one phase, um, not just like go, okay, I have like a few months to do an off season and kind of rush it. Um, it just allows you to reap the benefits of having like a proper improvement season where you can plan it, uh, go through phases of mini cuts. It doesn't mean that you're just constantly pushing your body fat up and body weight up. Um, like you can still have phases of being in a calorie deficit during that time. Um, but there's just so many benefits from taking more time off. And I think actually now I can see it's becoming more popular amongst females, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good that pe more people are sharing that side of things as opposed to being like, oh yeah, prep, like just sharing their prep all the time and no one ever used to share any of the improvement season. Yeah. Now people yeah. are kind of embracing that and showing why it's so beneficial and um embracing being strong looking after the health focusing on other aspects of life it's so beneficial and it used to be so overlooked but i agree with sammy that it looks like it's getting more popular now which is a huge benefit and it won't only be beneficial for like health and things it will also be beneficial for your physique and your performance as an athlete so why would you neglect that period of time because that's where you're going to make the actual changes to your physique not whilst you're in a contest prep yeah exactly and again if you want to be the best you want to make sure that you've done a really good improvement season put yourself in the best position so that when you make that transition you know you're not you're not struggling yeah i think it's also massively mentally beneficial as well because even though some people hide it, most people really struggle towards the back end of a contest prep. It's difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and if you get your you, yourself in a good place mentally before you start prep, it's going to make the process a hell of a lot easier. Like I know next time I prep, I'm going to be absolutely buzzing to start my contest prep. I'm not going to be dragging my arse through it, like thinking, oh my God, I wish I wasn't dieting. I'm going to be excited. It's going to be a different goal for me and something which I won't have spent time on for a long period of time. So for me, it will be exciting. And that will mean I'll put even more time and energy into it and I'll enjoy it so much more, which is only going to produce a better end product. I think definitely like there's just a lot of kind of social pressure of having to compete year on year because I feel like if you if you haven't competed year on year you kind of like not that you're not in the scene anymore but you're just like away from it all yeah which is kind of unfortunate um but definitely there's so many benefits to just taking time off because think about it then when you come back and compete again you'll be in a much better position. And it's good to take a step back as well because 
it yeah. it gets you to realize that you know competing is a part of your life it's not your whole entire life and then you don't become dependent upon competing to feel like yourself anymore um, which is something we might potentially touch on on the next episode with a special guest um yeah definitely because sometimes like i feel like a lot of people these days they do competition prep because of the way that they look and that it's like oh I'm going to compete next year so that I can be lean and stuff and this and that. Yeah. Well, in reality, like, look, if you want to be lean, you don't have to do a competition prep. You can just yeah. <laughs> exactly. You do not have to compete just to, to improve your body composition. It's, it's a whole, whole different ball game. Um, and you really do need to make sure you're competing for the right reasons. If you do want to get into the sport, because it is an extreme um, and it does have its negatives as well as its positives definitely and it isn't for everybody and even if you decide that you know one day competing isn't for you anymore that's okay it doesn't mean you're a failure like you don't have to compete to be successful you don't have to compete to have a good body composition so if you decide that competing isn't for you it's actually quite a mature decision um for those for those of us that love the sport you know it, it's a fantastic sport but if it's not actually for you and it doesn't do you any favors then sometimes you know it, it is good to to assess whether you're doing this for the right reasons or not yeah exactly and i definitely think that if you um if the re the reason you compete or you compete and it makes you like have a goal to get lean like that's what you're competing for then that's that you should really reconsider i'd potentially consider a photo shoot or something if that was yeah. your goal um right guys thank you for listening to this episode we hope that you enjoyed it Thank you for listening, guys. As always, if you have any feedback, please drop us a message. You know where to find us on Instagram. Drop us a rating below if you have the time. Um, and let us know if you have any suggestions for future episodes. We always really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Okay.